Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, guys, this is Nancy, and I just had a great session with, of course, the one and only Tammy Son. I feel like Tammy Son has been waiting for me his entire life to actually put me on this couch. So he I've drained me of everything that, you know, but I'm happy so I was though. able to. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm extremely happy. While we wait for the book to come, I will keep dropping knowledge here and there. <laughs> so, guys, make sure you subscribe to all Tammy Son's uh, um, platforms. He says Spotify. He says Audio, Audio Mac. Mac. YouTube. YouTube. Everything. Follow him on Instagram as well. Apple Music. And yes, open. And then before I go, please listen to our interview with an open mind. Extremely important. Ah, they've already listened to this. Is the end. Go back. If you didn't open, if you didn't read, open your mind, an open mind, go back and watch with an open mind. But Thank if you. not, yeah, an open mind is, is perfect to listen to this interview. Hey guys, welcome to my show. I'm struggling not to say ninth episode because my producer has been hounding me, but I'm excited as well because my guest today is the gorgeous and problematic Nancy Simen. <laughs> Please put your hands together for my guest. Guys, I, I put you in the studio for, for you to clap. So please clap. It's not easy. Thank you for finally coming. Oh, I thought you were not going to come you. again. <laughs> what an introduction. Um, problematic. I'm, I'm good. I've been great. Leaving. Yeah, I... I would do more introduction as we go. Yeah, I would. I would say actress. <laughs> no, host. I don't know about from that. Just I wasn't expecting it unproblematic. You've said it so much to me that I didn't yes, think you're no. going to introduce me as. No, you're not getting well. I never say any you quarrel with anybody. Are you an angel? Like how do you do it? That's why I came in all white tonight. <laughs> And I mean black explains a lot. That's it, so black. <laughs> no, but seriously, like I've never heard like, oh, she did something to me bad. She was late. 
something affected the gig or something. <laughs> why? Why? I don't know. I mean, see, I was late today, but you might not talk about it. Because of your track record. <laughs> I don't know you to be anybody. I mean, if she's yeah. not coming early or she didn't come early, yeah. it's probably a reason. And you gave mm-hmm. me a legit reason, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But why, why have you adopted this style? Of just being... Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm... <laughs> I just naturally am not a person that looks for trouble. Do you get? Yeah. I don't find trouble attractive. I don't find drama attractive. I yeah. basically just live a life. And for myself, I'm true to myself. And myself really is someone who is just focused on work, you know, focused on her goals and things she has to do rather mm. than being focused on causing pain for others. Because that's what problem is. Like when you start to inconvenience other people yeah. just to convenience yourself or to make yourself happy in the time you get. So for me, but it doesn't mean that if you look for my trouble, I'm not going to retaliate. It's not retaliate, but I'm not going to react yet. Or More like that. Yeah. So it's not deal with. I will just talk about it and let you know. And I'm the kind of person that if I don't like you, I can almost say to your face, I'm a Sagittarian. So I, I don't, I'm very blunt. I'm very acidity so that we know where we are. Do you get, I was stubborn people. Yeah. yeah. So just so that we know where we are at, do you get, yeah. so that I'm not having to fake smile at you, you know, do all those fake love. We basically just know that we don't like each other. You really? get, are you one of those yeah. people who say, you know what? I don't like this person, so I'm not going to mess with them. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I'm that kind of person. I mean, the closest experience, and I've been this way since I was really young. But you really like people, so I wonder who do you, who don't you exactly. like? Exactly. So, well, sometimes you might be around people and you just get certain kind of energies and True. you can just tell, you know. True. And what I do is I either tell you verbally to avoid me or I just completely like blank you. So you know that, mm. okay, Nancy probably can feed off. And everybody, when you're doing things, everybody knows what they're doing, do you get? So <laughs> when I do that, you probably, if you've been trying to offend me and get at me mm. and I do that, you can automatically know that. That, you know, maybe she picked up of that, but you'd probably tell other people that I don't know. She just saw me, doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah, oh. Do you get but oh, like, bro, between me like and you, too. you know, of course now. Between me and you, you know fully well why. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm just I think like I was saying, that was the closest one I did was basically just tell someone I don't like them and that was on a set. Yeah, he just this person had a uh yeah. a thing for not air, but was just honestly disrespecting the other actresses and Do I know this actor. This one no, it's not even an act. actor, it's a was a crew member. You know, but we're cool now. Right. Yeah, it was a crew member. It was just, we're all new. We're just starting off. So mm. it was a kind of energy. And I, I told him, I was like, I don't like you. I prefer if we don't say good morning and all of that to each other. Because he used to get under my skin to say good morning because I didn't mean it. So I was like, it's just best wow. if we don't say good morning to each other. Like, because I don't like you. But my own, how I would deal with that? I would just not engage. So my own is different. Like, and, I But you said the thing with not engaging. If you have to see someone every morning. If you don't mm-hmm. have to engage, why not? You get it over with yeah. now. You, you still okay, no problem. When I'm done here, but we have to see each other every morning for a long time. But it's not where you me. grip me for morning. I, I know answer you would. I do knows. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then, then it becomes mm-hmm. beef. Then it becomes beef. Well, but that's... when you let each other know that we're not really cool, because you can't be cool with everybody in this yeah. world. That's actually maturity. Mm-hmm. Like when you understand that everybody can't like you, everybody can't gel with you. Even you, you think, oh, I have such a perfect energy, but you might have demons that might also irritate someone with an even cleaner energy. So we Mm. all have to, as matured people and just people of the world, Mm. understand that it's not, when somebody says, I don't like you, doesn't mean I'm beefing you. It doesn't mean if your name comes up in a conversation, I will not recommend you. Do you understand? It doesn't mean that if you're so good at your work, I will not say you're perfect at your job. But we just do not gel. And it's best for us if we do our things away from each other. A time will come when we need to say hello to each other and like probably 
squash whatever it is mm-hmm. and talk about it. But it just will not be recognized as beef. You both just respect each other to just know that. Maybe our two are just alike. Like we're fire and fire. So we're yeah, just we're clashing. Just, just, you just know? Line. Oh, so that's good. Just... That means you must really like me to actually even... <laughs> I think Nancy likes me, Abby. This is this is a revelation. Thank you so much, Nancy, for giving me a vote of confidence, right? So like Yeah. I like how I mean I like this philosophy towards life and I think it's already working for you, also in your craft. And I mean you juggle a lot of things from acting to hosting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you see this thing too. No. Okay, but no. <laughs> but like tell me about growing up. Why like did you already know that you're gonna do these things where you're growing up? What was growing up mm-hmm. like for you? Did your parents have other ideas for you for life? Did they have mm-hmm. other things that they wanted you to probably do? Yeah, my dad well, my mom died when I was about five ish. Yeah. Wow. So I was left with my dad and my dad for the longest time wanted me to be a lawyer because I just absolutely there's like You're no really arguments. Lawyer, I, think. I think so too, because yeah. there's no arguments I go into that I really honestly do not at least win. If I if you win, it means I let you win because I was probably exhausted. Or what, I just what, will can't do? Deal. what if you're losing? Will you use emotional blackmail and cry and say no? Things? None of that. I literally have an argument. Like I, when people, I see people have arguments and start to fight or stop talking to each other. It's funny to me because I can sit down with you and have a proper argument, and they will arrive your, at a conclusion. Voice. No, you don't even need to raise your voice. We can be having a, an argument. That's why it's an argument. It's not fighting. Yeah. So I can literally have an argument, give you my point, let you give your point, mm-hmm. I give you a point. But when you start yelling, it shows that you're losing control. And that's when I say, okay, fine, cool, no problem. Whatever you say. Well, how so because I don't want it to go there. This much self control and self awareness. I don't have this much self control. That's the funniest thing. No, because you've already I dropped just... two nuggets for me. <laughs> first. Don't, be, don't be acting like, oh my God, it's, this is an angelic. This, these just... are things that you probably <laughs> learned over the years or maybe you're. Mm-hmm. your parents your father mm-hmm. I want to know why you are like this this grounded because I mean I started life really early like I started working when I was like 17 I told you I'm the <laughs> male Nancy Sime. at 17 so like I have learned I've been exposed I've mm. had everything but I've just honestly I'm an old soul so I've learned I've also matured I've learned lessons I, I listen to people their stories and mm. I learn from them it doesn't mean I don't have my own mistakes I know I speak like this it just comes from a place of wisdom it doesn't come from True. a place of perfection because even with so much that I know I'm still gonna like have times where I'm like well, you know better Nancy mm. how would you do this how would you lose control so it's the same way I'm telling you about self-control and what I know about self-control mm. it doesn't mean that somebody can come in here probably meet me in my worst mood and pick at me and I lose self-control it oh, just so you makes admit that me the, the times where you can of course that can happen somebody might just be like poke 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 I've never heard it because I don't really I'm always at work I'm always at work I don't I don't go to where I'm not invited I don't go to where I don't need to be I'm literally always at work like there's an empire to be built I love this energy I can't build so I say that if I just mind my business and stay at home I can build this empire that this is where they enter that becomes the problem well I attend I go like I said I go to where I'm invited but I see yeah. you at specific events if, you, if exactly. it's not an industry event or something mm-hmm. that you're getting paid for mm-hmm. by the way you're not we will not see you yeah like you it's are just, commodity. Like it's just for me and also because I'm just I'm a very anxious person so yeah. being in social gatherings doesn't really do so well for my mental health I might try to be there you know when I'm working it's different because like when you're working you're hosting it's something mm, you love doing it doesn't yeah. matter you love interacting with people when yeah. you're working so it's perfect but aside from that when I'm just sitting down and just you know I might be picking up on things and say I hope I did this right hope I didn't offend this person hope I said hello well hope oh I wasn't my God. I maybe 
because who I'm I am. literally I'm a shy person. Like that's what people don't know. But I've just my job has taught me how to put the shyness by the side. Yeah. But when you see me publicly, like when I'm just walking into it, I walk with my head down, like I walk and so I pass a lot of people. So you might see me and say, Is she trying to avoid me? My guy, I'm well, just so scared me of having this and you don't know get how away you're hearing things. I don't hear things about myself. Maybe they, people say this, but I just I, know, I have a lot care. of friends who care about me and they give me f- and sometimes, no, sometimes the feedback is not like it doesn't help me mentally. I tell people all the time, if it's not good news about me, you can as well leave me out of it. Oh no, no, there's just some friends who just really care about me who think that you know what Timmy San, you can work on this, you can work on that. It's too much energy. On working on what other people think about you. But how would you know your, your flaws? How would you know how to fix yourself? What flaws? Flaws are things that you define. Flaws are not what other people say. Oh my God, I need a fair talk from you. <laughs> no, but is it true? Flaws are what you define. You should know yourself enough to know your flaws. Somebody else true. should not judge what my flaws are based on what is perfect to you. Because I found out that... So for example, if I have a flaw of maybe I don't like this, I don't like this, I can project it on you. It doesn't make it my flaw. It's just what you see and you project. So my flaws, I will tell you my flaws. And that's, you know. My friend, what is this your wisdom <laughs> from? It's, you have to have grown with old people. Like I just, I keep telling people that you have to have this no- level of knowledge from growing with old people or reading books, having like great mentors. Like I really want to know. I read books and I was okay, on the street early. Back. Yes, I was on the street early too. I got my first job at 17. That's why I can relate. But yeah. let's come back to growing up. You lost your mom when at I was five. saying, yeah, sorry. We lost my mom at five. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I... You had other um, siblings, right? What number are you? Because I'm number four. I'm number so four. So you had older there's, siblings. There's, uh, I have all the siblings. I'm the last of my mom, but my dad remarried mm-hmm. much later and have a younger sister. Yeah. So, yeah. Growing up, what was that? Was about me growing up, right? Yeah. You, did you grow up in Benin or... No, yeah. I grew up in Lagos. So okay. I went to school in Benin for three years. What school? Which school was that? Uh, Word of Faith. Oh, I know what I feel. The word of faith, yeah. Aww. So, so my dad wanted me to be a lawyer because it's just like, oh yeah, you know, you can argue. I even remember him sending a letter to me when I was in secondary school to say, I can't wait for you to be a chief judge mm-hmm. and whatnot. He wanted not even a lawyer. He wanted me to be a chief judge because, like, even people around me used to say, because I'll just we I'll just just talk. Like, I love to talk. I love to interact. Mm-hmm. But all of that talking and interacting and reading now pushed over to the entertainment. Were side. you guys close? You and your dad. I mean, he's still he's still alive. No, okay. <laughs> Lassie, don't correct me. I should not correct me. I know what I'm saying. Uh, is, is Are you okay? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Are you guys still close? Or oh, I mean, were you guys? Cl- no, I mean, like, were you guys close? Nancy, don't come on my show. I will see you for me. Oh yeah, wait. No, wait. Growing up, were you guys yeah. close? I know he's, he's still alive. But yeah, were you guys yeah. close? Yeah. Well, not really. My dad is a disciplinarian. As expected. Yeah, it's a disciplinary, but I'm grateful for the lessons. Yes. Yeah, what kind of lessons do you think that Im- impacted you, like your father? Like, what kind of lessons do you think that are helping you in life now? That if he wasn't as strict as he was or disciplined as he was, you'd probably not be doing You know, it's thing. the other way around. Because, yeah, he was strict. But the thing is, you don't really learn so much from, like, people who are extremely strict. You don't? You don't. What you learn, let me tell you what you learn mm-hmm. from strict parents. You learn, especially if you're an empath and if you're just a generally good person, mm. you learn how you felt when certain things were being said or being done and you don't want any other person to experience it. So you protect other people. So it's a flip. It's two sides. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I'm either of both, but I'm just saying there are two sides of what disciplinarian does or what disciplinarian, especially African disciplinarians, because they're like weird. They're like very, 
you know, controlling and very, yeah. and, but to them, that's like, this is the only way possessive. to impact knowledge yeah. with this child. So help that's them. why you see yeah. pastor's kids when they, I'm a pastor's kid, though. Hallelujah. So, see, I don't now this small world where you see your leg long. Can you wait see if you hold me back, seven? Because when I moved here, I moved from Warrior when I was 15. Yeah. None of my family members did this legal. So, <laughs> I had, I never tasted that much freedom. <laughs> I entered street. I mixed. Most of the people that I've met now. Yeah. I remember at one time I was living with Chloe in the, right. my friend's house. Mm-hmm. That's how free I was. Like, I, was, mm-hmm. I left school. I was living with, like, my friends. Mm-hmm. We're all a group of teenagers who lived in the same house. Mm-hmm. Like, I tasted food. I feel like one of the things that brought me back to school and back to my senses was my grandmother. My, mm-hmm. Her voice was always in my head. She was so strict. But I know she wanted the best for me. So, I, that's why I'm really trying to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some level of discipline that can help you in life. But mm-hmm. I also understand that when parents are too strict, that children fear them more than they fear, respect. Yeah. So that's what I was saying in terms of me and my dad being that close, you know, because he was a disciplinarian. So he focused more mm. on discipline and making sure that we turned out, you know, perfect or turned out at least close to But you to blame home. your mom wasn't there. So uh, you know, there's always, so much. and that's the thing about African homes. There's a masculine, masculine figure, you True. know, which is the old generation. Then there's the feminine, feminine so uh, you figure. Grew up do you with get a masculine thing? Of course. Figure. My mom, after my mom, my mom yes. was extremely like protective because I was like, yeah. I was her favorite because I yeah. came six years after my, after the third burn. Oh, wow. So I was very close to her. Yeah. So for, like I said, masculine and feminine, mm-hmm. this generation were learning how to mix up and yeah. seeing that, you know, it's okay to also, as a man, be in touch with your feminine side and it's okay as a woman to be in touch with your masculine side. There's oh, nothing wrong with that. Speaking of that, I had more femininity in my life than masculinity because mm-hmm. I was raised by my grandma, my mother, my aunties. Mm-hmm. So I, I did not even know what it is to have, I did not know what it was to have like a male figure, like teaching me stuff, giving me orders. I got strength or masculinity self mm-hmm. from the women because they were already organizing things. My, my granny had a nine to five. Mm-hmm. She was paying for everything. She would make decisions on, for us, school. Mm-hmm. Even the places where we live, she builds mm-hmm. like proper structures for us to mm-hmm. just exist as wow. children. So mm-hmm. I know what it means for a woman to be in charge, right? Mm-hmm. But what was unique about my own mother or my grandmother was that there was still femininity in her, but mm-hmm. she had to make up for the fact that there was no male figure in the house. Mm-hmm. So there was still a masculine part of her that I really connected with. Yeah. That's the same part that you know, allowed me to go wayward when I was in Lagos. Yeah, I mean, yes. I did a few things. <laughs> but like, no, it's great to actually make your mistakes early. Yeah. Because then you won't be out in the streets being a fool um, <laughs> when... <laughs> <laughs> so when you're older like fool. I, I used to always wonder yeah, because you see there's always that face of being a fool so the problem mm-hmm. let me tell you three things there's always that face in a human's life you mm-hmm. must be a fool at some point for you to learn and grow so you either start that early enough to be a fool and like get it out of the way mm-hmm. and learn and then move on or you be a fool much later because you didn't have the freedom until much later yeah. so that's when you're now probably so a fool at 30, 40, 50 yeah. depends or like you started being a fool early, but you never ever grew out of the foolery. Yeah. You never really grew up to say, okay, now it's time to be matured and like yeah. to take decisions that do not yeah. constantly affect other people's lives. Like me, I see the perfect life. There's no such thing as a perfect life, but the close to perfect life is a life that troubles nobody. Like yeah. nobody's discom, like nobody's in pain because, because you exist. Yes. Because the people who exist and a lot oh, of people friend. are in pain just because this person is alive. So the most perfect, close to God 
kind of life you can live. Forget mm. about being religious. Mm. Forget about carrying Bible on your head and quoting Bible scriptures. Mm. It's just a life that does not cause another man pain. Because that's why we're in this world. We're in this world to be, to, to love each other, you know. What if you I can't love you, from? What, do you what do you learn to live like this? Boy, I said I'm an old woman. I feel like I'm reincarnated. No, I've no, been here let before. Me tell you, let me tell you why I'm shocked. I'm like this the entire time. <laughs> I was like, this is me. I've been here before. <laughs> this is me. This is me talking from that chair. I think one of, one of the things that actually influenced me was I was raised by my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So I was already involved in adult con- conversations from yeah. as small as 10, 11. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you see me speaking from the room, trying to see what they're saying. Yeah, same. I always wanted to know what they were up to. So when I came mm-hmm. to Lagos, right, mm-hmm. I could not be friends with 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds because... Mm-hmm. What are we going to talk about? Yeah. Right? I already started doing a proko from small. From I already small. know what's up. I already know decisions. And also because I grew up in Worry, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't really hide things from us. Right. I mean, you know you know when a girl is pregnant by 14. <laughs> we're not hiding it. The family knows you should don't gossip. Um, gossip, yeah. Um, so every decision that people took at the time and mm-hmm. caused them problem, I'd seen it. Mm-hmm. They don't gossip up about Palo mm-hmm. or somebody. So they didn't really shield me from From all of that, Yeah. It sort of made me too exposed, but then again, it mm. helps me make decisions. Cause... Exactly. So you know where you're making your decisions yeah. from. Like, almost the same for me because I was, like I said, my elder sister was like like six years older than I was. Mm. So conversations in the house, obviously, were done by adults mm. or at least teenagers. And mm. then when I moved to Benin as well, I I tilted more towards the adults than I did too because I was in the middle. My, my cousins were really little mm-hmm. and I had to take care of them. So I feel like, and then Bini just has a way of also ah, just making sure you're smart and yes, like street yes, smart. Yes. But then I just believe in the power of learning. Like mm-hmm. once you're even out of the four walls of school, like keep learning. I listen to people a lot. Like um, everything I'm saying, I've learned from a podcast. I've learned from a documentary. I've learned from a book or from just basically sitting down with my colleagues who are older, mm. who, you know, by the way, I absolutely love every single person you think of in the industry that is older than I am. I'm in love with, <laughs> you know, especially the women. Like they've shown me so much love. Mm. Even the men, they take their time to yeah. like advise me. Maybe it's because they see how genuine I'm, I am about this. I'm not mm. here to, you know, chase fame i'm not here to like talk down on anybody or it's just something i'm just happy to coexist with other actors you know and my greatest competition as cliche as it sounds is myself because you can tell from everything i do for myself every day i'm trying to be better as a person not really like trying to see who's doing this let me come and you know but are you never tempted to look at what other people are doing i mean i look at what other people are doing as often as everybody else maybe not jealousy but Mm -hmm. "Mm, that could have been easily me or that is Perfectly, perfectly so how do you normal deal with those emotions? human emotions. Yeah. Just know where to like draw the line. You know, know what is inspiration and what is just pure like sheer wickedness. Mm. You know, so no, it's okay to be inspired. It's okay to. I mean, I saw. I I'm so happy. I saw this video today. I saw a video of Pokoli and Bella Shmurda, and he was literally watching Bella Shmurda's video, and he was crying, and he didn't even know he was being recorded. That's like the sweetest thing, because when he did this caption, he said, I saw his caption first, where he was like, oh, um, I'm fucking crying, excuse the F word. Oh, you <laughs> that's what he wrote. them on this oh, show. okay, great then, okay, okay. So he was like, oh, I'm fucking crying right now, Yeah, you know, my brother, Bella Shmurda, to the world. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, he was, he was so cute trying to, you know, crying, maybe he's exaggerating, and then there's a video that pops up on my explorer about him actually crying while watching the video and trying to do the post he was like crying and clinging his eye you know and yeah that's just that's, that's love that's that's love that's inspiration so he's seen him that on I... that big stage as his friend and instead of feeling some type of way he's mm. inspired and he's just happy and that's the 
when you live that way, you will find out that there's so many happy moments in life. So many. Because like good things will keep happening for different people at yeah. different times. The same way you're praying to me, so mm. for you to be something. It's the same way somebody exactly. else is praying. So when somebody else gets it, it doesn't mean you're not going to get it. Because even when you got yours, somebody else was praying. So mm. it's just not, it's not even turn by turn. It's just miracles upon miracles happening mm. every day in different pockets. So somebody else's own cannot by any chance like dim yours. Yes, it's okay to feel that, but mm-hmm. don't stay in it for too long. Don't yeah. stay to a point where you now have to act on it because yeah. that's what people do. They stay in that jealousy or envy for such a long time. They eventually, thing, yeah. they now start to like talk bad about this person when they trying to take opportunities, but it's not you that provided the opportunity you get. It just makes you look terrible. It's like, that's how I tell my friends that yeah. if something really doesn't come to me, it will probably never meant to come to me. Mm-mm. Of course. And also because I'm learning to focus on the work, mm-hmm. on what is important, yeah. my own personal brand, mm-hmm. and shut everything out. I'm mm-hmm. also we're exposed to a lot, so they, lots of distractions here and there. You probably see something that you probably like and you're thinking, oh, but for me, I think that my own reaction to that is to find out how they got there, like what mm-hmm. they're doing that's different. Mm-hmm. So I think jealousy clouds the emotion that, or clouds your judgment to the point where you can't even, you can't even get close to the person to know what they're up to because mm-hmm. usually half the time they will give you advice if you reach mm-hmm. out they will let you know what they're up to but mm-hmm. because some people are just so buried in that oh what is she doing like I don't do, do you mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. they just stay there and they don't yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right that's also another way to look at it but at, at the same time you just I feel like trying to know how everybody's doing stuff can also you know cloud your own yeah cloud yeah. your own way of doing stuff because we're all unique in our mm-hmm. own creative way she get like all the big big people Basically, there's one Dangote and there's one Femi Otedola. Yeah. She gets. And there's one Adenoga. And they all coexist. They all exist. Yeah. Side side. And there's one Elon Musk. There's not an Elon Musk that is just like Elon Musk. And we didn't even see and Elon Musk. One Beyonce. In, like five years ago, we didn't see Elon <laughs> Thank Musk. Thank you. And there's one Beyonce. There are a couple of people yes. who try to be like her yes. or who just have the same kind, but there's one Beyonce mm. and there's one Lady Gaga. There will always be one certain person. So, the only way you can get to that one of you is by basically just listening to your intuition, like just taking time to listen to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, um, of course, get advice as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like sometimes even just praying and meditating, mm. reading and just like taking your experiences and other people's experiences yeah. can honestly help you you know um get on your own path you know but take advice advices and just make it into to fit into what feels natural for you yeah you know don't take advices and then you're going left and that's why everybody knows me I, they know me for something and it's so funny because it's the people that 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 close to me mm-hmm. and it's just i will listen to your advice you know okay i will listen to your advice but i will honestly do what i want to do so mm-hmm. if I do your advice, it means it's something that I felt was natural. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, it just means that, you know, it's not something that I felt I could do, Amazing. you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you mentioned there's going to only be one Beyonce and there's only one mm-hmm. that sees me in the whole of Nigeria. Thank you. How did that brand come to be? Like, you have created a brand that we know, recognize. You cannot say you don't know who Nancy Sime is. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about talk show hosts, actors who are killing it mm-hmm. in their Thank spaces, you. we'll call you. So you started off as a host and a model, right? I started off as an usher. Yeah. At events. <laughs> really? You're one of those girls. Yeah. So, and you went to UNAG as well, right? Yes. 
So I'm, I just, just take me through that because <laughs> your journey and my journey is they're so similar, but I really want you to take me through your journey from, I, I imagine that you were raised in Lagos, right? So mm. after, after school, you got admission into, you know, what, what did you mm. study? Um, social works. So it's more or less. See how she has social works. Sorry, I yeah, was lost for a second. Did, did like that? No, no, I absolutely loved social works. I loved it. It, yeah. it correlates with something I love to do, which is giving and being. Social works is basically the middleman between the government and the people in terms yeah. of welfare. Yeah, you know, making. Oh, do sure we have that? We don't really Nigeria. have that in Nigeria. Yeah. I would have relocated to finish school. Were you really trying to do social works after? I was. I was. I was. I was trying to very much so. Let me dab. <laughs> Sorry, this is even here. Okay. 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 I don't know why. Bella? <laughs> That's what they say, but coming from you, <laughs> that's rich. <laughs> okay, let's come back. Okay. So you're going to do social works like as a career? Mm-hmm. You didn't plan to do acting and the rest while mm-hmm. whilst you were in school? Never. Stop. Take, yeah. take me there. Well, I never like planned to be an actor or even anything so it just happened because i was trying to be in school it was coming so i was like okay take advantage now i just loved working i was obsessed with working so any work if somebody i even come and say come and work in oil and gas you don't need school what I kind of girl you school? Well, one of those seniors who were just by the books like you you're doing your you thing in secondary right. school yeah secondary i was school. so shy and i was always like i didn't used to go for break like i'll sit down on my chair you know those girls well in benin most especially no in junior secondary school in Lagos, I was, I was playing everywhere because mm-hmm. I'd just gone through primary school. I was the youngest. I was, I entered primary, I entered secondary school at eight. And that's because I had double promotions, like four from so primary to. You've always been one of that girl. So I was in bookie. But here's the thing, though, that's so funny. Primary school, I think I went primary one mm-hmm. to, I went from nursery two to primary two. Then I did primary three. Mm-mm. Primary one. I skipped primary two. I was in primary three and I did primary four. And in primary four, my dad was like, yeah, my dad was like, just try common entrance. We never know. We will do it at primary five, but let's try. People are doing it at primary four and I want to put you in. And um, according to my dad, I had the best results in my entire center. I love it. And so I was in secondary school at eight. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So I imagine how how small you are. You yeah. are. I was small. I was too. I was just like I was so one. happy. So I'd studied so much in primary school. My dad barely gave me time, like breathing space. And but I was doing all that because he promised me some certain big gifts and said, mm-hmm. "Okay, when you get this and you enter this, do this, he didn't do it." So I became a rebel and just one to just three. I was like carrying second to last. <laughs> this is so, going from first being on like the best list so in school. So I started playing. I just wasn't reading my books. I was just, I was just like, I've missed so much. And I was eight. All my classmates were like 10, 11, 12. And I'm like, ah, I mean, I'm like, so young, I can catch yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not going anywhere anymore because my dad promised me so much. And I was like, let's do this. So I was playing and my dad was so frustrated. So frustrated. Same so it was like just three that I now said, okay, you know what? I've had enough of this pain. I'm now mm-hmm. beginning to look like a joke to the rest of my school. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me calm down. When, when did you move to World of Faith in Benin? SS1. So you started SS1 in World of Faith in Benin. SS1. So when I went to babe, you know, Junior Secondary was weird because it was I was playing and I was one of the first students. So I was free. I knew everybody, you know. But like when I went to Benin, it was a new school. Everybody already had their friends. Mm. And then Benin is not even, I was even, I was not in like the headquarters. I went for headquarters for maybe a week or two. But then I was, I went straight to um the one in, it's a, it's a branch. 
closer to my uncle's place because they figured where was it that one would be too far. Sa- There's one in Sapere Road, I think. No, no, um, Ramat Park. In Benin. Yes, no, Ramat no, Park. No, it's no, like no. you go further down. It's a trekable distance from Ramat Park. Okay. I don't know if they're still there, but that was the school. And you know, then I went there, and then it was like a huge like change of like culture, like such yeah. a shock, a cultural shock. And I mean, like, the kids are very different from they the Lagos kids. Quite so. wild, especially oh, the they're... boys in my in my class were wild. They, they were already seniors. Than... Yes, they were they were sto- like I would see a student talking back at a teacher. Yes, I was no. like, where am I, yes, please? Yes, yes. Like, where am I? Like a teacher will be flogging the students, teacher would and he won't, students and yeah. the, t- the students would oh, cool. That's what and look call at them. the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> who they follow the, like, who they flog like that and collect the cane and either break it or they'll flog back yes my school it was crazy and when they get into fights ah it's my goodness whole... and then there was like inter-school clash I was just like what is in, what, I was excited as well were... yeah what a faith in that branch where I was it was it was a branch so we were not closer to the but you were, so you were not into inter-school fights because inter-school fights were a thing from that end I, I school didn't worry so I know better it's, there was inter-school fights with my school and that so they would have all these fights and I'm just like where am I but it was exciting because like you're just like, watching the action I'm just like ah! <laughs> it's a different life but I, I don't want to die so I'm going to stay away from everybody <laughs> but I'm going to always be there when mm-hmm. there's a fight I'm just going to always happening. be there you know yeah and I wanted to really impress my dad and my uncle with my results I was more into school I was like I'm trying to like let my dad know that this so wasn't really such a bad... you really mingle and have friends as I much. did. I had one or two, but I was shy. Yeah. And I was just like, everybody was just so stubborn. So I was just like, I don't know how to what like, the get there. favorite? Because you're not really a I was a, I was an English teacher's favorite because I, I was <gasps> always too. getting like 90, 98. So she really liked me. But everything mm. else, I was just like, okay. So no. it was weird. It was, it was, Benin was a different, I was more oh. of the shy, withdrawn, you, you know. You know what was interesting about like mm-hmm. secondary school in worry because I already knew I was going to do this as mm-hmm. a career right mm-hmm. so when I was in school I now had a special liking for my English teacher because mm-hmm. I'd never seen anybody who spoke as good as he did in worry mm-hmm. I was like ah, where is this man from apparently he had like proper education and he was a proper English mm-hmm. tutor right yeah. so for some reason I just liked English more than I liked the other subjects so right. I was always with him we're doing oral English right. my other classmates did not understand my love for this weird thing. Why would he pronounce something like this? I, w- I would do my um, transcriptions, everything. I would write all the signs. I yeah. knew everything in English. So mm. I was his guy, right? But it's not that I see the importance of being his guy, right? Because yeah, he helped English, me so. Yeah. But by the time, yeah. my friends, they cost me. So I don't know, is he, like, what did they write for board? But during exams, mm. they'll come meet me say, oh, this English movie run now. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. But I was just, I was just the guy who they were always in say, this one don't learn to be the full <laughs> English teacher they play. Do you I understand? Swear. But I see how much it helps me. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, at some point, if I was even like, ah, this pigeon, I must learn it. Like, I, I, and then in Benin, I take pigeon so seriously mm-hmm. and how they talk and everything. But then I but came back to Vegas. I learned it up to an extent, but I came back to, my dad would not, he wouldn't engage mm. you in pidgin. He was also English, English. My granny tried that one with me. I said, no, and I had to, so I learned pidgin in <laughs> secondary school because my granny told me, what's the point of sending to school if you, if you, they go, if you're coming back home to speak pidgin English to us, right? Yeah. Because my granny was also exposed and educated as well. Mm-hmm. So pidgin English felt like an escape from all the caging English speak mm. right to this. So, and also my, my granny's husband at the time was so educated that if we said anything that was wrong at mm-hmm. the time, he would correct us immediately. Right. So I didn't like it. Like, mm-hmm. why he, so I doubled on my English in school. I like, did mm-hmm. follow up, right? Mm-hmm. So when we used to come home and speak with English, my granny would be angry. Mm-hmm. But in school, 
if I spoke too much English around my friends, is a problem. Yeah. Because they already speak pretty English. Like, <laughs> if you want to teach us, you know what? I bet we want to send for boys. Say, Uncle, I bet dress. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the energy, right? Yeah. But me, I would say, oh, no, please excuse me. I call you blessed overdue. Yeah, exactly. That's how I was yeah, at but, first. But guess what? When I moved to Lagos for school, because mm-hmm. I left when I was 15, right? Mm-hmm. So as I moved to Lagos for school, I realized how much I blended into the system prop- like properly because mm-hmm. I already was speaking like one of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to speak well. You could, you could hardly tell I was a worry boy except mm-hmm. I told you at the time. Yeah. But I didn't know how much the worry part of me was going to help me in terms of like my content and mm-hmm. everything. Content creation, yes. I was so grateful that I learned. Like yeah. sometimes people say, oh, this one, they speak at the about PG. I'm like, yeah, I really did not learn pigeon like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's come back to, sorry, your acting. Cause yeah, how we go back. That's, that's one thing. Because your journey is so interesting for me that I want to know every detail, right? <laughs> so now you, so after secondary school, you probably tried to law, right? In like, no, I never tried law. Okay. Um, actually, even from SS1, I already did. How did you I get to that not to, to push you to do law? To, like I said, my dad was just so strict, but I'm grateful because mm-hmm. all of that strictness also helped me in terms of respect because mm-hmm. that's where respect, and that's why I keep telling people, I might not be as extremely, you know, an extreme disciplinarian. I'm a disciplinarian normally. Mm-hmm. Even if you find out around my friends, mm-hmm. around my staff, around people, I'm, I already took that discipline. But I'm just, I already took that disciplinarian route, but I already, I just, what I did was I tried to add a bit of sympathy and a bit of heart to so it. an empath. You know, so I'm, a, I'm an empath. Yeah. I'm casually an empath, yeah. you know. But my dad was just, eh, Nigerian men, normal fathers now. So they're very, they're you know, it's how yeah. they're raised. So that's mm-hmm. why I mean, I'm trying to also make mine because I'm very mm-hmm. similar to my dad in terms of temperament and a lot of things. Yeah. So I just had to learn how to be a bit more mm-hmm. calm with mine. So for acting your acts, no, I mean, I'm just excited about your own entire career. Tell mm-hmm. me the gist from when you decided to, I mean, you're supposed to study law mm-hmm. and you got into you know, like for social work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did that conversation change? Was he happy with that? Like, My dad, he didn't, well, he didn't know I'd change the science first because I changed the science to study medicine. Really? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I changed the science to study medicine. Why? And then somewhere along the line, I, I tried for it. No, I just wanted to do medicine. I think then a lot of people would just influence your thoughts as a child. True, true. Oh, you should do this. No. Oh, which lawyer? Lawyer doesn't. They don't make money. If you see them, they're tata this thing. Oh, no. You should be mm, a nurse. Engineer. You should be this. Oh, be a doctor. You be a this. I mean, I'm like, okay, great then. I liked the, high, the whole, I wanted to be a surgeon. So I was like, I like that whole, you know, vibe. I'm going to go for it. So I told my dad that it's science. He was okay with it. I mean, he's, he was, I mean, he didn't, show any kind of anger that was out of the way mm-hmm. it was just normal so from there i did jam for that i did jam for post for um medicine it didn't work out then in uniport i did like a diploma called basic education yeah. so i did basic for six months i suppose i put in for geology so medicine after medicine i didn't make it there my son was like my second course was geology and i heard geologists are like proper proper they work oil mm-hmm. company and whatnot so i'm like ah ah that seems like a viable like oil company. I'm down. So you were about and the, oil money. Look at I was like, yo, how I'm going to make that dough? <laughs> I was one of those kids that as soon as I was done with like, uh, while I was still in secondary school, I was yeah, thinking plans. about being, I was thinking about while I'm waiting for my Neko and Wayek, I'm going to go and walk. Oh my God. Either as a call me. center, as a, as a call center, yeah. as a, a phone person or a petrol assistant and petrol, uh, finish Sanka, station. Yeah. Because ah. I used to see that, yeah, in Benin, when you finish school, you're waiting. That's like the two yeah. jobs. Or you go for skills acquisition and go and learn so you're the skill. To do the work. 
I was ready, but I came back to Lagos. And that's when ushering came up. Because I was like, oh, ushering. Somebody introduced it to me. I was like, oh, fine. And then I remember my first you ushering. You tall. You look the part. Uh, yeah. And then we went to see the agents for the ushers. She's like, okay, cool. How old were you then? I think then I was 17. Yeah. Because that's like my... So you already knew like at the time. I wasn't even like yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you like much because I tried after I did the basic. Sorry, I was on the basic mm-hmm. story. I said I did basic. It didn't work way. out. <laughs> it didn't work out. I came back to Lagos and I started writing jam all over again. Mm-hmm. Jam up was jam. Jam up was jam. So in that wait at 17, because I'd come back at about 15. I was almost secondary school, maybe like 14 and a half. I, was, I wow. hadn't even clocked 15 years because my December, my birthday is December. Yeah. So I entered a new class before I even count my age. Wow. Do you get? So I finished around 14. Then I came back home. I tried basic as well. It didn't work out. 16, 17, I was back home, mm. you know. And then um, someone had introduced it to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. We went to the agent's house. And she was like, all right, cool. It's a job for someone in Ikorodu where my dad lives. Mm-hmm. And that's how it says. And she's like, oh, um, it's, it's, a, it's a party for this woman. And you know what? Um, we're going to, well, you're not getting paid, but you're going to get tea fair. I was just yeah, happy to leave the house that, and yeah. work. I was just like, please, no problem. Ma. The small thing came in my account that I've gotten from school that I used to come back, you know, I didn't spend. Mm. I went, I bought a nice hair, fixed my hair. They gave us uniforms. I bought black shoe. That black shoe? That black <laughs> shoe. The number of ushering. I can finally open mouth like this. I used that black shoe. Round. Yes, it was, man. It was a wedge. So it was comfortable. Ah, it destroyed wedge that, that uh, year. So, it is the way I went to the ushering job. And that's how, and I loved it so much that I was even serving food. There was no food. So organized. So you table. actually an organized person? I'm a, I'm a planner, yes. I'm, I'm an organized not. person, yeah. yeah. A, but I did ushering job at some point, but I, I don't think that I liked it. No, me, I did it for a while. I didn't, I didn't exactly like the stress, but I was just happy leaving the house and working and earning money. Do you yeah. get? It didn't seem like I was going to earn money in the beginning. It was just a passion of leaving the house, like not being sent around and just, I'm finally working because I've always wanted to be working. Like I've always wanted to work. Even when I was in secondary school, I just wanted to work so bad. It's so weird. Like people are saying that they were born for enjoyment. Me, I was obsessed with like finishing school and making my own money. Like, I don't know huh. how to explain it, but I just felt like making my own money would give me so much freedom. And I'm Options so obsessed well. with freedom. Yes. So I'm like, this is like the best. This is root out, Nancy. Yes. Like we have to finish school, work. Probably not so, sure it's not easy. Sure, you know those times. It wasn't where, easy now. Ah, that particular one. If I remember going to go and, you well. ah, I remember going to go and serve somebody. Like they didn't have plates, so I went to the back, entered, wash plates, took it out, served food because that's who you are. Took, because I just liked it. And then when I was going, they just tipped me like hundred dollar notes, like three k. Give it to me like this, and I was like, wow. And me too, the nervous, the, the naive little girl. Woman. I went to show oh! the woman, and the woman took the money and shared it to all of us as our tea fair. I didn't even care. I was just like, what is this bloody feeling? I love it so much. <laughs> and then I went back to still work for her. I did about two more. Oh, she would love you. Ah, no, I did about two more. And then I, I started getting audition calls like for my friends and I was meeting as ushers. So I started going into town. My dad too was allowing me, you know, and that's mm-hmm. why I still honestly up to date to appreciate him mm-hmm. because there's so many parents who cannot mm-hmm. give their kids the life they want, she but they still girl. don't let yeah. them out. Do you understand? Yeah. So let me go and walk now. No, be in the house. But then I'm suffering and there's so much I can make out of my yeah. life. You know? But yeah. no, 
because of morality, you must stay at home. But sure. my dad honestly gave to, me the freedom yeah. to, he just trusted me. And the best thing I could do was not show up. Why do you think he was he not show up you? Were you in always my, a good in my kid? teens as I was, I was never really, I was stubborn. I was, but I just probably, my dad has said something. He sees that I know how to make decisions, you know? And when I went to Benin, I wasn't, my, they didn't call to say, oh, she stole, yeah. she was unruly. Yeah. They absolutely loved my behavior. In Port mm. the same thing. So he just trusted I was just that child that could go out and not. And I also did him proud by not showing back home pregnant. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's a that's a big deal. And it's now I'm fucking thirty now, so I mean, know how much that's you get. So my so some for where I'm from, right? Uh, what to say if I show up pregnant now, it's it's not a problem. It's like yeah, bring back my grandchild. Yes, yeah, because now I'm an adult. But like I made sure I had to wait till I was, yeah. you know, not like but, I'm but, still but, planning so to I'm anytime. Looking soon. at you, you were at, you were at fifteen, and you already had mm-hmm. all these ideas for yourself as a mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we all know what we're supposed to be doing? But maybe as it as children, we just don't because at I remember I used to sit down in my class when I was 13, 14. I think mm. in 14, I was at SS2, right? I finished at 15. Mm. I would sit down in my class. I would put my head by the window and think about my life like this. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I would be in a trance, like daydreaming about my life as a TV host. I'd watch them Uti and really so much that I knew this was a life that I wanted. So when I was in SS2, when they were, we were trying to get like, jam form and everything I already knew that mm. I was going to go to Unilag because right. that's the only entrance that I needed to enter Lagos because mm. how was I going to tell my granddad I was going to move at 15 mm. right so when I moved here even with all the distractions my love because by 15 I was already in the club that time Uno was popping mm. I looked older right so I could jump in with my model friends where at Uno we'd jump every other night mm. we'll have a great time but it was just a void I was like this is not the work you came to do here mm-hmm. so I don't know why I was always calling myself back because I had friends who mm. got hooked on drugs, some who died along the way. Oh my goodness. Ooh, no, I ro- so that's why when I I've rolled with every type of person in this Lagos. So nothing is new to me. And I think because I did it early. Because 15, 16, I already had these experiences. I think it was when I was even tired. I just went to look for a job with Ubi. That's when I got mm. the Ubi Franklin job. At- oh, yeah, I was him. Yeah, I, I'd worked with him. When I was 17, I think we had a break from like, you know, like I'd, I'd done the diploma in law. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Law didn't happen for me. So I had to switch to history. Mm-hmm. But within that space. Like no people have heard this me. story so much. It's like you guys have heard this story a million times. Oh no, we keep hearing it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> What's my business with them? <laughs> so yeah, I had to switch to law. So like, but I realized that at every point where I could have gone south. Yeah. I mean, because there's nobody here. Mm-hmm. I could go out anytime that I wanted. I was exposed to every type of thing. You know, I'm also really... like that. Because like I, and that's why I said discipline from your parents. Well, also it was, I think dis- well, my granny it's was always discipline. Because me, for my own self, I even gave myself curfew. Yes, I was going out. That first whole freedom will push you out, mm. you know, doing all whatever you can. Yeah. But eventually I, I put myself on a curfew. I just put myself on a 10 o'clock curfew. That I always had to be home by 10 or past 10 at least. You know, of course, when I'm not filming, but if I'm out. Even now? Now, it's probably even worse. I think my curfew now is about eight when I'm not filming. It's because I have made money. I'm, it's because I'm old. It's because I have my made bones money. No don't worries. carry me the same way they used to carry me anymore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and my brain is tired quickly because <laughs> I'm, I'm such a, an intellectual that, you know. But it doesn't mean I, I stick to this my eight o'clock all the time. No, but of course. I try my best. Of course, I, I'm an adult. I would, you well, know, you break that eight o'clock. Like I don't do as much. Why? So I go out in the evenings. I don't know. Maybe because of the whole shyness and social... But 
I'm shy. I'm shy, you boots. Yeah. But you like, like outside. it. Uh-huh. Me, I did outside as a model. Like, I partied as a model. Let's and I had back, a crazy that, best friend. You went from being an usher to... Give me that story. You went from being an usher. <laughs> I feel like we finished this interview without even finishing the story. <laughs> no, because let me tell you what this series is about. It's not even about... It was an interview. I just want to hear about your life. Just give me juice, right? So, like... From you started making money as an usher, mm-hmm. then people started recommending you because you're great at being an usher, right? Yeah, so I started that with the woman. Then I started going for auditions, being an usher. Then as an usher, ah, there's modeling audition. No, okay, cool. Like runway. I will go like all sorts of modeling. I was tall, I was lanky. It mm. didn't matter. So I learned how to catwalk. Actually, I learned how to catwalk even from um, being a beauty queen. So what I did was, while well, I was still ushering, Maybe someone came. Queen. I did I did out, all this outdoor Same. modeling. Yeah, I want a beauty pageant. And then they came and they said, oh, somebody came and said, you should try for this pageant. And I was like, cool, I'll try. It was my first time. When you were ushering? When I was as an usher now. Usher, you, people will be sending text messages. People will be, agents oh, those, are there. BCs, come for modeling. Yeah, rest, people yeah. will be coming for, agents will be coming to tell you there's a modeling gig. I think you fit the brief. So mm-hmm. it's a hustle. We're just we're basically outside, you know. So wherever outside goes, you go, you know, you can go for this audition and end up attending 10 auditions according to how your time reach. Who, who knows finish before you reach there? But were you always Booked. Like you always got the. I was, I was always, I was always out there. Like I was always, literally. Well, not exactly like always booked, but I was always doing something. I was always either at an audition. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to stay home, or I was at an ushering job or modeling something. You know, so it wasn't like I was always booked. I was just always working, like always mm-hmm. on the streets. This is you get hustling and trying to see what what deal I can close, yeah. what ushering job I can close, or whatnot. So from there, the pageants came. My very first pageant ever, and I, I won Miss Valentine International. Ah. <laughs> Queen of Love. What's it with us? Yeah, it was a big deal to you at the time. You were the cow. Miss Valentine then was actually a big deal. Hmm? Then, yeah. Miss Valentine or who? Miss Valentine. I don't know if you do you know. <laughs> do you know Mary Malaysia? She's the, the that... designer now, Rika Otto. I know Rika Otto, but I don't yes. know who. So the owner, Miriam, was, she won like two sets before mine. Wow. So they got cars. Like they got, it was actually a big deal. So you then, get a car? Ah, the car that they promised me, I didn't see you. In no, fact, so they do. the pageant shut down maybe like two years after mine or a year after oh, mine. Wow. Car did not see well, nothing that so. Monaco. Was the clouds good for you at the time? There was not such thing as clouds. I was so not even on social media. I didn't do for you. I just, I, me, I entered pageant to get money, get, get the car, but it didn't come. So I went back to my life to as a work was, as a model. I went back as my, to my life. I just now decided, okay, maybe ushering, I need to chill. So the ushering jobs I was doing was all those classy ones where, mm. you know, you stand, Child, like 50k will land, not 10k, you know, those classy ones. And then I would focus more. It's wild. Uh-uh. Then focus more on my modeling. Mm. Uh-huh. And then from there, from there, from there. Is usher still a thing now? Do girls really get ushering job? Do they use ushers? I still see ushers at events. So no, but like, is this still a... Because at the time, it was a craze about usher. We thought it was going to do more than it's actually doing now. And because like, you've moved past from that stage, does not mean that it's not still a thing. So you're, you just you're, know more about this because you're now in this fair. Mm-hmm. So in your mind, but people who are there still feel like there's a craze about it because you still go for events and still see fine girls standing mm-hmm. now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, True. so it means it's still happening. <laughs> but I, I, I ushered once, but I think it was for an event. I think they paid me... 15k but I just did not like the standing and the, like I, I mean I like I mean I enjoy serving people but 
there was just so much protocol. I was just standing like this. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I had to take toilet breaks could, to go and hide from that. Too. I could not laugh at people. I could not do, I could not even gossip <laughs> with the people that I came with from you. Like, cause we'd already planned ourselves. Maybe they don't choose us like for three boys. Maybe they could get 10 girls because mm. we usually needed more girls yeah, than girls, boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just see me at the way I go to the start, I go wear white and black or something. Mm-hmm. It's the hustle. I'm not, I remember I did one in Oriental where I was doing one trying to take the food to people. It was mm-hmm. like a worship service, mm-hmm. right? But it was a bougie church I was doing it. So I, I stood there serving them. I didn't like the standing because the people, the woman that was in charge mm-hmm. always wanted to put me in front to be standing in front of me. I'm like, why are you? I think when they did you, they were front. Me, you can't misbehave. You can't misbehave. I stand. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a criminal. I, I, I want to catch crews. So I want to cut my eye. They give my friend where we come from most places together. I say, they see this man who can enter this place. <laughs> but only feel the I would just stand. So I, I think after that experience, yeah. I went back into modeling, but just tell me about your modeling because my own modeling I always say it's, it was the grace of God. No, my own modeling was very active. Girls had it easier. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so because there's always a campaign for mm. for somebody. For Sometimes chef is even just man. The majority of the time is either woman, man, or together. Like how much were they paying at the time? Depends, though. Depends. So I think I don't even think it was about the pay. It was always about the owing process because the agencies were always owed for a while. Yeah. Oh, were you signed to an agency? I wasn't. I wasn't signed. I mean, but the advertising agency. One uncle that will have all the jobs. The agents. They're different freelance agents. But yeah. what I mean is the agency. Sometimes the brands don't pay the agencies on time, mm-hmm. so they would definitely have to owe the model and okay. the agent. So those sweets to him. The small, small that modeling runway I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, was just helping before. Before I came. So when the acting, acting. start. Actually, I just started from the runway because I was on the runway and the director saw me and he was like, ah, you know, it's you look good on. Yeah, just come, come and, come and try out where at the office. So I went to the office. It was an audition. Uh, Galaxy, actually. Galaxy TV. Galaxy TV. In the Kedja. Yes. But I was too, I was just like, what is this? Me, I just came to like make money because I asked the guys like acting, would you pay me? And he was like, yes. And I was like, I'll be there. Wow. Because <laughs> I was in school. I have to pay bills, bro. So you were just about your coins. Just about my coins. I wanted to just be able to, you know, fund my, my, my school, school, you know, because mm. I, I, I've said it many times. I don't come from a rich home. So yeah. I had to literally like say, okay, you know what, daddy, you can chill. I'll take care of my, my university. I'll pay my way out. She gets, so I was working to pay school fees, all of that. Oh, you pay so school fees. Of course I was paying school fees. So OND was not even... OND for me was just make I do this OND. Then mm. I was trying to save money to travel. Then over there, now you can be working, you can collect students' loan. You so that's how you were focused in your life, Shana. I was I was all about school. I was like just saving money to just like out. So I was just like, will you pay? Okay, cool. So, but you, you know? have a social life as a young person. Like, so I assume that you were about your work, yeah? But I did you... to an extent. I did. Like I used to so from modeling like gigs, go out. out. But my my partying face was not so long. It was I was just bored. I, I was like, okay. Been there, done we're this. Now you're in bored. Lago. What hotel were you? I wasn't even in hotel. I was off camp. So when I entered school, and I was doing diploma. Mm-hmm. I was doing um, social works for OND. Mm-hmm. I was already. I've already done modeling. I'd partied. So it wasn't when people were excited about certain things. I wasn't. I was just all about going to go and you know. So I didn't even really mingle with people in you know like, like that like there's Same. no one person that can say oh Nancy was in this mm. school and she used to be like my, my very close friend I don't, I, like what year did you feel because I, I, don't, I don't you might not even hear you just know a few people that I mean, social she was works, like, I was at like FSS, FSS yeah. so I didn't I didn't really I was always there drive out you had a car. I had a car. <laughs> <laughs> We've not got so the same school. Please stop that. <laughs> so I wasn't, I wasn't your normal. I wasn't no, your normal. You had a car. I had a car. No, 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 no,
that sometimes when it gets on a slope, will slide down. It doesn't matter. Do you know what <laughs> I had it for you in like, Yeah, it Annika. was social status. Like, are you joking? Yeah, so I really wasn't like my this my one, classmates' classmates because wanna, I was wanna, paying my school fees. All these people were collecting money for for biscuit from there. There's a influencer that I want to call his name, <laughs> but I remember one time that like, he was. I probably, if I say this to you, you probably, probably remember. Mm. Like, he was literally driving in this car. I don't remember. He literally looked out of the car and eyed us. <laughs> As we were walking, that day, I think in school, we didn't have... Well, you guys it was rude. a matriculation day, I think, or something. Were you guys so, rude? Well, no, but we just say we did throw the person since. So we don't, <laughs> I, this person is a popular influence. I cannot call the person at the moment, but... So, they throw the person. The person don't say we don't still like her because maybe when they pass Love Guardian, they look at mm. you. Mm-hmm. But on that day, in catch us with the trick. Mm-hmm. And that day, there was no, there were no taxes in school because yeah. I think it was a, an event in school. Yeah. So me and my friend, the trek, they come from gates. Rest mm-hmm. is so Uchi, he's passed. Mm-hmm. So my friend, the trek, they come up for gate like this. I just, just, the way they adjust for the motor, look at <laughs> look at them trekking. And that day, we were really trekking. Good. <laughs> and I'm glad you so, mentioned how you used I to troll him before. To open and swallow me because. At the time that he will catch us trolling him, we're probably love God. He doesn't know what we're about. He doesn't know we're about having a car or anything, right? So this time he didn't catch us the struggle, the normal in lag life. So he gave us a look of look at you. I'm the better than all of you. So having a car was a thing. In fact, yeah, there were the girls car. who did not have there were guys who didn't have money, mm-hmm. but they had the cutest babes in school because the girls don't want to work on that sun and mm-hmm. they had cars. They had cars. Yeah, I had a car. I had a Camry. So did, have you you had hustled so much from Yes. I had worked, I started working at 17. I entered, I got my social works uh, degree, sorry. Um, admission. Admission, maybe 20. Oh, so you had, you had really worked. Mm, like 2021, 20, I think. So yeah. did you, did, did you, did you know that you were an actor? I, didn't even, I bought my first car at 19. I bought my first car at 19. I'd worked 17. I'd worked 18. I think my first car was 500k. Or 550,000. Ah, yeah, yes. And I'd had like modeling gigs, mm. I'd done billboards, I'd done so cal- calendar. Journey, I was working back to back, so there was no reason why I couldn't mm. even afford. So I just, I think I had maybe like 800 mm. or so, or I'd made, I knew I made my first million very early, like probably 19 year about. So, yeah. so I just like took the 550 and just bought that small so that Camry, got, his, got a place off campus, Skyfield though. What's the place? Oh, you said that Skyfield. Yeah, where we're paying like 45, 50k. Ah, that's month. wild. So you have to hustle. So I was there and then furnished the place at 19 and I went back home and I told oh my, my god, dad, that's you. You are the I'm packing my things fan. because <laughs> I'm packing my things because I had now got an admission. Yeah. I don't even got in yet. I got a year after I'd moved off campus. So I was like, I've gotten and I need to move into school. Oh, so you already got the place first. I got a place because I was working in town. And I was cutting more with my friends than you were that were in school. Unilag, oh, right. you know, because my dad we live in Ikorodu. We called people like you floaters. So it wasn't easy. Yeah, my dear, I was a proper squatter. Like I've even squatted. I've no, squatted. But people are like you are called floaters because you're not even got admission. There were people yeah. like that who were oh, Unilag. Well, that wasn't. You know, Skyfield was not even a place that had majority of students. It had working class people. Really, Pastor Dami. Do you know Pastor Dami Oluwato? Oh, yeah, was he there? Stayed in Skyfield. That's the one in Sabo now. Yes. So Skyfield was mixed with mature people, people there, even families were there. 
Really? Yes, people that were comfortable with their wife and one child. So it wasn't, there were students that were there, but students that could afford 50k months. Hmm. <laughs> to understand that's what the kind of hostel it was off campus and it yeah. wasn't even like so close to school you yes, still had to was, like it was sabu. a distance it was sabu. You, you actually had some mobile at the time or yeah. you had some cash I had right? somebody a cash that can be taken into school and you must enter taxi so it wasn't like so I was there and Did then the car gave you problems because my first car gave me problems hey I go gather my small money I, I think I made my I gathered all the 1 million <laughs> like I was 1 million like I, okay, I borrowed 200k from my mother so it was 1.2 yeah is this matrix where I buy you? Mm-hmm. Nancy, this matrix stopped me for everywhere. <laughs> Nancy, this matrix stopped me for center of eco. You that day, I don't know the popular small. Yeah. So, as it goes to stop me, I just wanted the car to push because the office <laughs> had to go. I literally was seeing the office, right? But, he stopped me. I didn't start him. I said, this car don't disgrace me, please. What is this? At that time, I don't the popular. I was like, I'm maybe on 30k followers. Okay. Nancy, I had to come down from the car. And guess where it stopped? Where? That roundabout at Onikon. <laughs> where you want to enter, like Awolowo, and you want to enter. So when it Don't stopped, kill me. I waited in my car for like 10 minutes. People were honking. I'm not real. I said, God, I'm like, come down and show my face. <laughs> Who like that? Take your followers. After a while, they honked to the point where I was causing, causing traffic, right? And I come down with my shades. I remember my observations. My mother was like, Who cares about you? <laughs> my friend was like, Who cares about you? I come like how they do like say I like oh something's wrong like I don't know say the card was poor <laughs> I put down my caution sign and put it out and I call them at the at the office oh, please come and help me I will pay anything to your gates man <laughs> and whoever is in charge to push this car to that office because it was really close mm-hmm. as they came to push it I just cross go the other side of the road <laughs> they go I, away, said, they go. I will pay you push it <laughs> that's when I sold that car like yeah. I realized like our journeys are so interesting yeah. because my no my I gave me issues that I just because I started I moving around, I yeah. moving around. It's my mom that got me my second car. Like it, like it was such a mess that the car we could not tell what the problem was. Mm. <laughs> but if like if I known better, like I know that the seller just wanted to let the car go. Yeah, but that time I was so excited. I started making small money. I said, oh, for me to be going to events, my clothes come in the car when I finish from work. Mm-hmm. I would just go to the events and package. Oh boy. You spend money where you don't get to repair car. I spend more money on the car than like I spend like an average of two million if you calculate how much I because I did I did fixing of like two hundred k. And when well, the car came car, back, that's when you should have just sold the car, bro. No. That's when I sold my car when they told me my gear was close to the amount I bought. Ah. The car. I was like, um, yeah. That's why they sold it like that. Started looking for another car. Ha. <laughs> that, car, that car was a loss, but I think it helped me for a bit, Sha. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm thankful. Even as much as it was, it had a problem. It honestly, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Yeah, it was one of the best things. Getting that car, getting my first apartment, my first studio flats in Skyfield. They were like very... the best things that ever happened. Then my independence really started. So, like, I'm so grateful for like those early starters. Were you and... always anxious about what the next move was going to be? Because still am. Yeah, because when I when I when I moved into my apartment, I think I moved in with two girls, random mm-hmm. girls, because we both had the same accommodation issues. And we have family in Lagos, right? Mm-hmm. So when I moved into my house, I was sleeping in my in the their rooms because mm-hmm. they had gotten rugs, because we're all in the same place. But mm-hmm. I didn't have enough money to buy a rug mm-hmm. for the room that I was living in my old studio house. Mm-hmm. So I was staying with them in their rug or sleeping on their rug with them, mm-hmm. trying to make things happen. But I never felt so good about myself that I finally could rent an apartment in this in this Lagos so don't be hostile <laughs> where money don't jam me like I didn't even think about a car mm. I honestly did not think I would buy a car in maybe like six seven months after mm-hmm. right because 
all I wanted to do was have stability. Like say, you know yeah. what? I'm going to be here. I'm be chasing this hustle. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that when you got into your apartment, you not only knew that you were settled, what was next for you? Mm-hmm. So did you not push acting more or presenting more? You're still really just... I think this just started flowing naturally. Already, I was already acting professionally i started it was 2014 when i decided okay i won't be going to canada anymore i'll not be here that i was like okay i could take this seriously because i was getting referrals uh uh-uh, people were liking my film so i was like mm, there's something here oh. hmm. maybe acting is it so what am i going to canada for my money never even completes all these years why they oh, so you know money. you plan to be full-time actress you don't already they also they go canada my Hosting, all my hosting was just to finish Unilag, to be able to pay all my bills and then to pot. So I'll get I'll get certain amounts and then I'll take some, change it to dollars, put it in a domiciliary account, just so that I could be able to afford, you know, whatever my school fees was at the time. And, yet, and my and my cut off mark was perfect for the school. I wanted to go to um um it's not Ontario. Canada, yes, I think right. it's, a, it's the coolest part, yeah. University of Ontario. Yeah. So it was a cut of Mac. So I was already doing emails back and forth. I really wanted to go, but then acting came. So I was like, oh, I still be be okay. pushing. Even presenting came while I was still acting. I was like, okay, cool. So I was in. Oh, so you were not a presenter first? I was, no, I wasn't a presenter. First. I was an actor first, and then um, I started. Came. But then professionally, it was 2014. That's when I said, okay, I want to be an what actor. Do you think for all more. of these art forms because you were, mm-hmm. you were the girl that was probably going to be the the lawyer mm-hmm. in your family mm-hmm. how did you you did is it the discipline that you always had that made you thrive in every single career path because this there seems to be like a what's the word like I said a common denominator amongst all the things you are doing it's, yeah. it feels like it's discipline that's holding you in every art form discipline yeah discipline is very because you're not an actor so you're not key. an actor before you probably didn't think about acting whilst you're trying to move apart from drama in school Yes, yeah, so when yeah. so when you got your first acting, it was your acting bad or you just it was just natural yeah, talent. Part, it was just food that even encouraged me. They were like, ah, oh, the director was like really good. They used to clap when mm. I do certain performances. You know, I was shy, very withdrawn. Kissing stuff was hell. I was like, what is this? Uh. Like, how do I kiss someone? I don't even know. You know, but now mm. you don't kiss as you like. Oh, it's nothing. It's never as we like because we know how to professionally kiss without any emotions, no saliva. Of course, you have to kiss professionally on television. Else, you'll be able to watch. It'll be disgusting. Acting, what do you do? It'll be, it'll be disgusting. So it's just. Well, don't you miss people that you probably don't want to kiss in your life? Mm. That you know that if not for acting, do you if opt not out for of acting? acting? Be everybody now. Do you opt out of kissing? <laughs> well. COVID, yes, I did a lot because right. of COVID, yeah. So yeah. if we had both our tests, it's it's a job, you know. It's, it's a job. The way you find yourself, you find somebody else unattractive, so you other people to find you unattractive. I'm just Come telling on. you. <laughs> Come on, they find you unattractive. I'm telling That's you. That's female. It's you. Right, right, I'm right, telling right, you. You're making a mistake with that Because comment. you, you're like, you're like, ah, you think it's everybody. Because the way you find other Whoa, people unattractive is the way there are people you know, who like, find you unattractive no I'm matter like, how nasty, fine you are like, maybe you don't understand some people, you might just not be people's people's tea like I'm really waiting cup of tea. for the person who you're not expect for kissing at least in a movie please I'm waiting for them for who who said you don't want to kiss me yeah. <laughs> I think people like that say oh no this girl oh no never had that experience of course you have never <laughs> I think even during COVID yeah, when I was this like this is what everybody wants to kiss <laughs> out of my sense <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to kiss Who called you here? Uh, no, but I think it was it was during COVID. I had to like disappoint a lot of people because I was like, I don't know what's happening. 
Well, people say that to me and it's weird, especially for if we're about to shoot together. Because you and somebody be like, tells me, Oh, I've always looked forward to like acting just acting with you alone, you've already you already get the And just kissing scene, I'm just like, Oh God. Wow. There your dream goes. <laughs> But luckily, oh, I don't pair me and you together. Oh, why? You'll be shocked. <laughs> but luckily, people who have managed to pair me with the professional actors, mm. people who know what they're doing. Because um, I don't know what I'm doing. Obviously not. Ah! Because you're trying to enter the industry to kiss. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't think, I like, I don't think I, I, I've ever been given a kissing room. But I don't think that I would just... I'm you gonna, might. It might even be mind. a quick thing. It might not be like... Like, for example, when I acted with LSCC. Oh, right. You know, yeah. Lassis is a comedian. He's out of the industry. Yeah. Well, me and him had to be lovers, you know, and we had just one kissing scene and it was a quick kiss. So I remember his friend, Sydney and Chris Clown coming to see us on set that day. They must have been And they were so... like, so you miss that you don't kiss Nancy. <laughs> and they started fighting. Of course, they were playing. I love it. But they were just doing their own thing and they were no, doing their... Boy like, thing. Like, like, and, 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 yeah. you, you don't kiss Nancy, Abby. You, you don't kiss Nancy. <laughs> and I was right there standing there. And you were like, like, what's happening? <laughs> and he was just there laughing. So oh, yeah, amazing. that's that's the closest to like... No, but if, if I had a kissing role and, and it's work, I would do it. But not like... Because even in real life, I don't even want to kiss other people. Sure, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so like, but you now picked up on your acting and started mm-hmm. doing more roles. Mm-hmm. Did acting take a toll on your other career forms? I think modeling just naturally, I just decided one day. The same way I said, I don't want to be an usher anymore. The same mm-hmm. way I said, I don't want to go for beauty queen, nothing, no more. The same way I said, modeling is the same way I said, you know what, modeling, I've had enough of this. Mm-hmm. Let me focus on these two new loves you mm. know so, so at the time it was ushering and modeling and then it was mm. modeling and acting and then it was acting and presenting so now it's acting hosting and presenting Present. so now it's still presenting is hosting yeah but like, yeah hosting on TV hosting on stage I mean like events yeah I, anyway I classify it as same I just say it yeah. just has a we just say TV or, or event or event yeah so mm. I host I act and I also own my own show executive yes, producer and, and creator mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like your show, what what prompted you to start a show? Was was it that you had done enough time at trending or hip TV that you I'm still to... doing trending? Yeah, but do you want to just have something that was your own, or I feel like it was as your people, communi- your dedication to work as usual? I love hosting. Yeah, I love talk. Mm. You can tell from you know just having How this interview. Yes, going, yeah? and that's why I tell people all the time. Like you can actually talk a lot mm-hmm. and still be very private. You know, yes, I know. Some, yeah, you can. Like that. I can say so much here, but it's still like not up to like zero point five percent of my life. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it just seems like oh my gosh. So that's what that's one thing in okay. an art that I've learned to master, mm-hmm. which is you know okay. learning how to to talk. Have a, you can have a good conversation without bringing someone down. Mm. That's why I tell people like if your conversation within the first hour is gossiping about someone or trying to brag or trying to you know then it's that's not a conversation. Yeah. You can actually have a proper two day conversation without even digging deep into you know yes, your yeah. sexual life, yes. your life, or into somebody else what somebody else is doing, mm. who somebody else is like we've. We've, it's a social experiment. We've literally yes. done it for an hour, and yes. I, I don't think we've put anybody and I tell down. That we can have talked about like anybody. That. I like oh, yeah. doing that because oh. it's not really my business. Why to unpack whatever thing that you are, right? So it's just a conversation where we're both learning from each other, and which yeah. is what life is about. We have to actually learn from each other in order for us to thrive. Because I learn from someone, mm-hmm. and it's always great when I have something great to share that somebody else can learn mm-hmm. from. Because I'm not going to give you money, Timmy San. Like yeah. 
If you get problem, call Jesus. No, you, if you, you get business, get money, call man. me. <laughs> That's, <laughs> my, for me. No, That's me. my ringtone. If you get problem, call Jesus. Well, if you get money, if you but get you, business, call me. <laughs> when I've heard about you that you collect your money. Like, you are about your money. So I don't say you get money, Nancy. But, like, well, we but now that you are a, a star, you have over 3 point something million followers yeah. on social media. Don't people beg you for money? Don't people ask you for money? Don't your, your friends, your family now. members, people that know you from before? Well, I take care of family. That's true. important. I That's important. But like external, like people. I try when I can, you know. No, I have principles that guide me as a human being. still many of them. <laughs> uh, one of those wild principles which I'm comfortable now sharing is the art of borrowing. She gets. I don't believe in borrowing. I believe in giving. True. So if you call me and if something I can afford to give you, I give you. Don't pay me back because yes. I don't want to have, I don't want to walk around life thinking anybody's owing me because I get very agitated when, when people you, owe me. Yeah. When people owe me, I'm very, like I wake up 7 a.m. and I'm sending you a message like, <sighs> bitch. The so it's when I'm owing people, that's, that's when I'm shaking. Yeah, that's fair because you don't want to income. Like you yeah. just want to pay. Me no bless you, big busy. But like somebody owing me is rage. Wow, Nancy! <laughs> no one, she's a money girl. She's about her coins. So basically, what I do is I just give. The you only people that you who owe you. me is work. Yeah, and that's okay. Debt. Everybody okay. owes everybody in the workspace. Yeah, true. Your company owes you. Somebody else yeah, owes your company. Sign, like, it's a cycle. Like even the, the yeah. this country, we owe money. True. So, but it's business. You get. It's not like um, Obasan just said. Okay, take you this money there. Uh, just to just relax. Uh, okay. Mm. Um, borrow me money then I'll pay you back later mm-hmm. we literally did business and that's why we're True. in debt she True. gets so those kind of owing is, is very yeah. comfortable but what, what I mean is what you're owing me I'm all about oh okay where's my money so what I do is with friends family you know people who just basically ask for money I see what I can do so if you come to me now and say I need 200,000 if mm-hmm. I can comfortably give you 20k and not even think about it I give it to you the way I've given you 20k, you yes. can go and meet 10 other people so give and make your 200k. One it. person doesn't have to give you 200,000. It's a good philosophy. Yeah. One person, you know, so when everybody comes to me for help, I always say, because they do that a lot to me. Eh, but that's the thing, it depends. I just tell you how it is. I mean, I mean, if you've known me as a person at all, bad after? I feel bad when I say no, but no is such an important word to say. It's such mm. an important thing to incorporate in your life. Else, you're going to constantly, your boundary is going to constantly be crossed and you're going to end up living life extremely agitated because people will constantly cross your boundaries mm. so I have such a firm boundary that everybody in my life people who I'm in a relationship with my friends my family most importantly understand this boundary and just know not to cross it to get because it's very firm I, I will cut you off if you like repeatedly cross my boundary I'll just be like you know what it's obvious that you just like disrespecting me. Why do you have all the so metrics of your life laid down? Go. I don't though. Do you know, Timmy, you know the funniest part? Mm. Whenever I, I like to like put this out there, I don't honestly have my life figured, figured out. out. No, but friend, like com- compared to me, I just Mary have, know. I just have lessons I have learned. Right. I just have experience that I've gone through. I haven't seen anything yet. I'm going to no, be no, 30. No, no, no. Like, so every like- year, Every face is going to bring lessons that... So if you ask me something, an experience for maybe five or six years that I haven't experienced yet, unless I've already experienced it, because there are people who go through things as 40 that I've already gone through in my 20s. True. So unless I've gone through it, if I haven't gone through it, I will be clueless. 
No, but I'm just saying like, you look like you're intentionally living. Like I am every... an intentional liver. If it's that one. Yeah. I live intentionally. Okay, so I think that this, the difference between me and you is that whilst I'm, I try to live intentionally, I'm, it's, I end up being in my head most of the time. Mm, right? Your emotions. But you look like you have done the homework of saying, you know what, for this problem, I'm going to read yeah. this book, that book. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this person. Oh, this, this, this thing podcast. that my dad told me is going to work for yeah. this. Yeah. You look like you are very grounded. Yeah. So I just take my time also not to be impulsive. You know, just take my time sometimes. I'm impulsive as well. It's actually a problem. Like I, I have OCD, so I'm impulsive about things. I would literally, but another thing that has helped me with is making sure that I don't procrastinate. So there are certain traits of certain people that have negative parts that so you have to watch. People are the same, actually. That you have to watch and I'm you have to contain. You know, no, I'm not a procrastinator. Ooh. I'm I'm an overachiever. I'm a perfectionist. So it doesn't give me the opportunity to procrastinate. Because yeah. I'm a perfectionist too. Mm-hmm. But the level of perfection that I am, right, and they know is that I will bug you. There's anxiety. So my mm-hmm. own is not, oh, I think I'm going to wake up in the morning and... And do, do a certain thing. thing. No, my own is... I learned. It has to be perfect. How will it be perfect? Uh-huh. Me, I learned how to just from reading and all of that. But mm. you see the thing with, with, with perfectionists is the downside is anxiety, yeah. impulsivity. But procrastination is not a trait of a perfectionist. So you have to like find uh, out what is what. It's not even perfect. Yeah, no, a perfectionist is not someone who is perfect. It's someone who just likes things at least 80% to an extent perfect and when things go the wrong way you can now call yourself to order and say okay what went wrong oh, is that what you that's do? how not regularly because when things don't go my way mm-hmm. I have a meltdown uh-uh. oh mm-hmm. no you should them like I have because because usually because I'm I've positioned that this is how it's to work oh. mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen oh. so when things don't go my way it sort of makes me go into my shell and that's why sometimes I don't go after things because Maybe because I've done my analysis, this is in my field. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, or half the time, it's probably going to work. It's just me. I'm, I'm over Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I feel bad though. When things don't go my way, I feel bad. I take my time to absorb it. But I just see what was done wrong mm-hmm. and see if I can try again or I see if it's something I just have to let go. Okay. But I feel it's natural human emotions for you to try something. It's natural human emotions for you to put in, be nominated for an award. You go there, you win, you know win. Mm-hmm. So my own is, when I win, of course, it's the grace of God. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. When somebody else wins, why does it have to be Ojoro? True. She gets, even if it's blatant Ojoro, it doesn't matter. Well. You must like train yourself to say, okay, it's fine. I didn't get this one. Like someone like me, I've won quite a couple of awards. I don't have, have an awards. I don't have an AMC yet. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been nominated yet. No, but you have awards from acting, right? I have, okay. of course. I have a few, but more of hosting anyway. What are uh, they hosting awards? Eh? Yeah, there's future awards. Oh yeah, future, I'm sorry, people. sorry. Future awards is that. There's uh, have Eloy. you won the future awards? Eloy, yes, I have. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so you know, I've won awards. Like I even have awards I've never collected. Seth, amazing. You know, so when somebody else were in the same category and you win, why do you get? It's just so it's that training of your mind to say, mm. okay, yes, you were anticipating it all, but it didn't come. Probably do you understand? As well. It didn't come. It doesn't even whether it doesn't determine whether it's your time or your turn. It could even be your time. It could be popping, and then you're nominated with somebody else, and then they vote the person over you. So it does not mean that, that it's not your time. You just deal with it. I mean, you just tell yourself it didn't happen this time, but it's happened for me a couple of times. How would you have expected somebody else when you win? So the other people, you want them to do what? If you mm, you are true. reacting this way, when you win, what did you expect the other people True. to do? So support 
be happy for, but I don't even think that these things determine. It's a, it's a, it's encouragement, which mm. is absolutely welcome, which is why I honestly appreciate all the award organizers because they basically, they don't, they don't have to, but they are encouraging certain people in certain fields to say, keep going, we see you, mm. well done. You get, so even just being nominated alone already is like a huge deal for me. So mm. the same way, you know, you apply this one is the same way I apply to every other thing, award, mm. job, audition, whatnot. You didn't get it. Feel bad, feeling your emotions, but mm. don't sit there for too long where you now have to start taking actions. You just move on to the next, like, let's go. And I think I learned that from my ushering modeling days. You know, I had, a, and even from my upbringing, you know, just being a child who, mm. you know, I wasn't sports. I wasn't one of those kids where you want something, you get it. Because what that does to your adulthood is if you always get what you you want from your parents or when you're little, when you get in the world and you don't get what you want, you start you to, like you start to behave adults. You start to throw tantrums. Yeah. That's what you did as a child. So it's a pattern that wasn't corrected as a child. It took on to your adulthood. And then you now learn in life that <laughs> not because you want it, you're going to get it. So you end up wanting to go after things that other people have. And that's something my dad Girl, you have so much did not. That's crazy. something my dad did not even train me to be. We couldn't look at other people's things. And I appreciate all of those things. Yes. Like, because then you felt like punishment. But now I'm not looking, if I like your your pants is because I can afford to buy it. So I ask you, how much is it? And where can I get it? And then you tell me I've moved on. So I don't like it enough to want to steal it from you. Right. Do you understand? I don't like it enough to hate you for it. Right. I can either afford it or I can't. It's one or two things. And if I can't afford it now, in another five years with how much I work, there's going to be something that is higher than this and I can afford it. (laughs) So... You're an angel in this Lagos. So... In the same Lagos. So what it is, is you have to just... Well, we're talking about I don't remember this <laughs> we're not going from left to right no I like so. I like how we're moving because I mm-hmm. so the, the, the idea of this episode is to let people understand what the journey means mm-hmm. right so as with every other person who's trying to become a a public figure who's trying to become a host or the next Nancy Simeon mm-hmm. there are too many things that we produce on social media that's not the reality of our space of right? so I really want people to understand that before somebody started wearing Bottega and carrying expensive bags and becoming an, an actor mm-hmm. and this thing they had process mm-hmm. and you have fantastic process like Thank you. right now you have gone from that girl that used to host trending that we all liked mm-hmm. on TV to mm-hmm. hosting some of the biggest shows in Nigeria mm-hmm. how does that feel what happened how did that change is do you, will you say that the consistency of your work and your craft brought you here or there's something about you that is just or maybe your discipline or just tell me what has happened everything comes together everything that you've mentioned comes together for the greater good mm-hmm. you know of course not forgetting the God factor of course and the grace factor of course um, so you believe that believe what exactly that my name Nancy means grace I love it yeah I believe in grace. I believe in God. You believe this? Oh, I'm happy you do. I believe, I believe in God. <laughs> no, no, sometimes I have to... What did you think with, I believed in, please? No, no, no. So let me tell you something. That's my friends, and you know what I'm talking about. I know why they're laughing. Mm-hmm. Some of my friends who... Friends who I... Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, because they've done things by themselves over the years. I mean, mm-hmm. and also religion has not been nice to them or mm-hmm. they probably had experienced... Not religion now. Like just having a relationship yeah. with God. You know, God, God... That's what people mistake this for. God does not belong to any religion. Right. The same way Songo, you know, worshippers, they mm-hmm. pray to God too. Mm-hmm. It might not be the same God in your head, mm-hmm. you know. The same way um, when they pray in a shrine, they say Chi. Sure. You know, the same way. There's always a God, you know. So it means all of us 
with all our religions. We all believe, we all believe that there's a higher power than us. That's our God. Which is the higher power that you believe? Of course it's God now. Which of the gods? I believe in God. My religion. No, not she. I I pray to God through Jesus. Right. Because I was, I was born a Christian, but I also had to retrace my step and find out why I'm a Christian and also become a Christian for myself. The most important thing is just being a good human being, a decent Mm -hmm. human being. Do you get? What was the question before? The grace of God in your career. Yeah. So the grace, hard work, consistency, knowing why you're here, Mm -hmm. staying true to your calling, doing what you love to do. Putting in passion because the more you put in the work, mm. you know, I always, I've said something on my Instagram once. I'm eventually going to write a book. So I feel like whenever I do, every time I speak, I have any public speaking anywhere, anything interview. I always say, they always say, when will you write your book? My my husband is an author. I have an author. They can write for you. You know, I think people who do all the publishing is a yeah. publisher. But I'm when I'm ready. The book will sell. Oh. Not even mm-hmm. anytime soon. But people already know. Like people like who have heard 40? me talk will say, I don't know. There won't be a number to it. It would just be when the book is ready, because it has to be packed. I'm still in a growing process, so all of these things I, I, I know now, like all these things I know now, are probably will probably be chapter four, chapter five. Even even chapter there are even maybe. bigger chapters yeah. to come. So I'm experiencing life. What if your end your destination is Hollywood? Hmm? What if your destination is Hollywood? Whatever it is, whatever it is. But you what put, if it's Nollywood? There's nothing wrong with Nollywood. Nollywood now is going internationally. No, I'm yeah. that it's good. People are even coming here for us. Netflix is That's coming not here. Be trouble. <laughs> Netflix is coming here. It's no, it's not even a problem. This question is asked every single time. Yeah. You know. Oh, what of Hollywood? Yes, it would be a fantastic idea. Mm. If that's my destiny, there's yeah. nothing that's going to come in between me and that. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. She gets even if I don't want to. It's just going to happen. But at the same time, what if it's Nollywood? Yeah. Because right now we have Netflix coming, we have Amazon coming. And they have good productions. Know, I know that's our, a new movie that's our, coming out. Yeah, King, yes, uh, Superstar, Fantastic. King of Boys. Thank you, King of Boys has been spoken about in a parliament as yes. far away from here. So Ooh, eventually, we're all here, we're doing the work, but we can't continue to do the work for Nollywood. Um, and not have the intention to grow it, yeah. to grow it. Always having the intention that I'm just doing it for the meantime, I go come out. Mm. It's almost the way we treat earth. And that's why sometimes I have a problem with religion because mm. with you, this earth is not my own. Yes, it's not your own. We're all spirit beings having a, a human experience. We're mm. all going to die. Yeah. Today, tomorrow, whenever. When it's time, that's why I feel like procrastination is just a waste of time because mm. who told you you have tomorrow? You know, you must live like you don't have tomorrow. You must get whatever work you have to do for today. Finish it. Because what if you don't wake up? That's somebody else's burden to worry about. Pay your bills. Pay your debts. <laughs> you know, do what you got to do every day. Don't mm. leave what could be done today to tomorrow. You know, get it done. And that's why I'm anti-procrastination because there's just no reason why you're procrastinating. You procrastination. Because you don't know. You, you leave, you procrastinate because you are confident that you have tomorrow. I'm not confident I have tomorrow. Yeah. So you live life. I'm not confident. Yeah, I'm confident I have tomorrow. I'm not confident I have tomorrow. People who, people, Jesus has promised me my people future. Who, I mean, Jesus died at 33. Uh, no, I'm not 33 yet. <laughs> <laughs> people die younger. People die whenever. But they live life no, I get, like, I yes, there are people who from a very young age have had cancer, have had AIDS. True. They don't have time. They literally tick-tock, tick-tock. They could leave whenever. So it's basically just leaving like, and the people who have died you're not more special. You're not more talented. Mm. God does not love you more than them. It's just when it's time, you gotta go. You know, I have to say something and mm-hmm. I'm going to say it on this show. It's like, mm-hmm. like when a tree is bearing good fruits, you mm-hmm. can literally see it. Mm. And I think that your life 
like now I understand why your fruits are good <laughs> because you are so grounded. You have a good head on your shoulders. You know the right things. Like, like I'm, I'm like, huh? this is like I'm girl, right? So like, I just feel like you have all the, like, you might not have figured everything out at the beginning, mm-hmm. but I feel like over, I the, over time, you, your journey, you have yeah. started, added like knowledge to yourself that has helped Learning. you. And literally how you think about life is yes. interesting yes. because I think, and it's I think an another thing to, that also like adds to this and quickly say this is, is Oprah. Cause because Oprah is like one of my absolute mentors, you Imagine. know, absolute mentors. So I read Oprah's books. I watch her documentary. Mm. I read write-ups, you know, and whatever she honestly says is a good thing. I literally go and check for it and decide mm. for myself. But like Oprah is somebody who is just absolutely packed with wisdom. Mm. So um, also choosing your mentor also matters. True. Now, I don't think of Oprah as without mistakes. And that's why if somebody comes to me and says, hey, now Oprah be your mentor. But see where they shit for Lylon. I didn't love yeah, Oprah because, because she shits in Lylon. And I did not expect that Oprah would not have flaws. Mm. What I've taken and described as my mentor is who she has chosen to show us. Now, if you now decide to go and start digging what does not concern you, she's not come out to say it. It's not mm. even real. If she's not confirmed it, it's not even real. You understand so you're going to go and dig 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 and come and just to prove to us that mm. this person is shit it just makes you more of shit than it yeah. is than it does for the person for me oh and that's my mindset but for other people it might be hey tea on this person yes yeah. i don't they talk i'm saying this person no perfect do you understand yeah so for me it's just going through life and reading from these people learning from them you know, trying to, even if I've not, everything I've said yet, there might be a few things that I've not totally absorbed into myself, but it's in my subconscious. So I yes. try every day to make decisions towards it. Mm. Some days I procrastinate. I try not to procrastinate. It's like embedded in my head. Procrastination, no. But sometimes, somehow, somehow, you might be tired, you might be sick. You might mm. just be like, you know what? Today, I'm not adult. So you're not so hard on this. yourself anyway. Ah, yeah, my biggest critic, my biggest cheerleader, my biggest spoiler, I'm like, I, I literally look at vin- his shoe and say, "I want this." And yeah. I, if I can get it, maybe I get it. If I can get it later, I get it. Do you, are you are you as self absorbed as I think I am? Because sometimes I can just literally be on my Instagram, like, "Oh wow, this boy have really done so well." That's you affirmations. Look good some other days, I'm like, "What are you doing with your life?" Yeah, I'm that same person. Yes, biggest critic and cheerleader. Yeah. Also, also, this entire episode was just for you. <laughs> Your producers will soon die. Like, they will die. They will keep shouting there. We keep saying what I want to say. If you like, maybe the episode will be two episodes into two. I don't ah, care. This dying. is actually see me on my show. I'm joking. They're I'm about dying. to wrap up. But I really, that's why I'm trying to rush this it's okay. conversation. But I really wanted this episode to be a blueprint for a lot of young girls who mm-hmm. are trying to be like you. I, I, I imagine that's of people who my assistant I was trying to employ just now just mm-hmm. literally said, you are a woman crush. Mm. So a lot of young people who look up to you, like I was looking for a blueprint or a particular template, but I've even gotten more than I, mm. and I that I anticipated, right? Mm-hmm. So like, is there anything that you want to say to like young people? First, like people who are trying to tour yeah. the land that First, you... honestly, it makes me very nervous when people say, you know, I'm looking up to you because like, I'm literally just having my own human experience to get and it's extremely flawed. You know, as perfect as it seems to somebody else, it's extremely flawed to get. But I'm, my flaws are grounded flaws. You know, I'm not, I don't make stupid, I try not to make yeah. stupid flaws. Because, so if you made it, yeah. if you made it, like if it was a big scandal about you mm-hmm. in the blogs now, 
how would you react to it? How would you handle it? Would you be I devastated? Think, honestly, I've totally conditioned my mind into it will hurt. I mean, if somebody writes something that is not true, because mm. people literally feed off the hands of this, this true. you know, gossips. They like whatever they see is true. Because it needs so all they just need you. is just one or two. Maybe she drives a white a white car and this and they will mm. just put any story yeah. and then people will believe because oh, there's one or two atoms of of truth. Yeah, you know? Also, they'd be looking for stories to bring you down anyway. Uh, a gossip a gossip will also true, be a gossip true, so true. it's not but for me yes I will feel bad if it's completely lies if it's not lies and it's probably what is true I might just be like yeah whatever you know whatever it is you know fine maybe I wanted to keep this information private yes, but, but they brought it out oh well cool but if it's a lie it will hurt but at the same time I have to understand my own truth is my truth true. you know I know my truth and people who know me who know me you know know my truth they know what I stand for. They know what I can do. So these people will read. The people, these are the people that really matter. The people who know me. They'll read this and they'll be like, oh, rubbish. We know this girl. Like, we know things that this is not true. So you don't care so, what other people are thinking. The people who matter are the people who matter. People who matter, people matter. What matters is also how I feel. Because if you keep going through life with what everybody's thinking, yeah, I still care about what people think. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've not mastered that. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm so waiting for like old easy. age so that I can, because old people are the ones who have mastered. Maybe 40 or 45. Yeah, they don't care because it's like I've lived it all. Like, what are you thinking anymore? So for me, I'm looking forward to that stage. But mm. I'm also training myself not to get triggered by everything, you know, because you just lose your sanity getting triggered by everything. And then you lose your humanity. You become extremely, you know, you come into your room and you're suspecting everybody. You're standoffish from everybody mm. because you've now decided to let that one person determine what everybody is. So I try to experience people for what they are, you know, and I try not to let things trigger me and stay too long in things that do not benefit me mentally. Because me, I'm a mental health is very fragile. Like True. not just something like this and I go just day out, no one comes out. Uh-huh. So I have to completely just make sure that mm. I'm trying, you know, even when I'm not trying. Mm. Small, small. We still get life to live. You get still long. Anyhow we go. Oof, but to the young people watching, you were asking me, thank you. So you were telling me, asking me about the young people. Yeah. Uh, please find your own path. You know, Nancy's on her own path. Yes, I love the fact that you're taking what you can, but take the work ethics. Always take the work ethics. The work ethics, um, whenever you stumble upon interviews I've done or public speaking, take what you can and just like try to spin it around to fit into your own path. Yeah. You know, but... um. I'm still human. You know, that's what I always say. Are you? I'm very human. <laughs> I'm very human. She's almost too perfect. So, <laughs> I'm far from perfect. Don't even listen to him. Mm. I'm for, they're just principles will make me perfect. Yeah, I'm yeah. still, I, I can stay here today and say I hate anyone. And then tomorrow, a situation will come and you see me still in, you know, and you'll be like, ah, but Nancy, I thought you said, that's the human part. It's mm. just, it just means I've tried my best my entire life to live by certain principle. Um, but, Stealing is a no-no. It, that's not going to happen. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just using an example of how things can be. You can eventually have this principle, but one day I'm I'm hoping I stick to my principles because so far so good. I've tried my best. But yeah, please have principles and just be be kind. All I preach is kindness, um, love, um, sympathy, empathy, um, imperfection. You know, people who watch my stories or see, I talk a lot about imperfection. Mm. We're all imperfect. And so give the other person space, understand the other person for what they are and just appreciate them for that. We all do not come from the same background. I cannot talk like Timmy-san. I cannot eat like Timmy-san. Mm. If I don't have, if Timmy-san is more refined than I am, it's because I didn't get the same opportunity. 
you know. So the fact that you sound or do things better than somebody else might mean that the person didn't have the opportunity that you had mm. to have this kind of upbringing, True. you know, which is why I'm very particular about parents bringing in kids into this world. True. There's a certain standard of upbringing. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready to give that standard, and it has nothing to do with money, it has to do with here. If you're not ready to give that standard, chill. Some of us have to, tra- have to train ourselves eventually. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's even more exciting when you get to train yourself. Because you make mistakes. Uh, no, well, it's perfect. So when you're training your kids, it's even more perfect. Yeah, like somebody has to break that. She gets because obviously your parents didn't do that because they did it because it's what they're used to. Yeah. And they stuck to it. So you're breaking that cycle to retrain yourself because trust me, in their minds, they trained you. Yes. It just is not training for you. (laughs) Do you understand? In the real world, especially now, it's not training, you know, but that's what they got from their parents. But instead of them to break the cycle, they continued it. So if you decide out of all my siblings, I want to be the one to break the cycle and start a fresh generation Mm -hmm. with this mindset, then that's left for you. You already doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. but I don't. Me, I don't. I don't sit down blaming. Yeah, I do the blame game when I can. But at the same time, I'm. I'm thankful. Everything I've ever gone through in this life, every single thing has positioned me for today on this couch. Amazing. My entire life as a 29 year old has positioned me for this moment. Walking through to sit down and have this chat with you. So Ooh. everything is predestined. This episode has been fire. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers to 30. I wish you. Thank you so much. I can't wait. A great life ahead. Your career is going to blossom. You Amen. are doing so amazing. You're an inspiration Thank to a lot you. of people. Thank Please you. don't change. Just be the same girl. You're so unproblematic. I can't. I, I'm just like, huh? <laughs> I don't even believe that this is your personality. <laughs> but it's so great to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, bring the mic back. Okay. Yeah, thanks. I was going to sleep, but I can't sleep either because it's this fly that really loves me. Things love me, so they come towards me. Is that fly in your cup? Let me speak on your behalf. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much, Instagrammers. It's yeah. been great having Nancy on my show. Yes. Thank you, Nancy. Do you want to say anything to my followers? Yes, I'm very happy that I was able to do this for Timmy Santity. You literally just told me about it last week, I'm and so I'm so sorry. happy. I'm that, a last minute no, person. It's, it's okay. Trust me. If I wasn't free, if it was like in the middle of the year, it would have been. No to me. Not no, I would have been filming. But I happen not to be filming today, and I'm so happy. And I'm yeah, I happen not to. There will be a few people that will be like. We've been calling Nancy for interview. So do you mean? Please, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not I'm trying special, to admit it. shun you or anything. Oh, I'm but, special. Yeah, uh, yes. got me at the right time. I was free I'm today. It's the grace of God. Here. Hallelujah. <laughs> cheers to you, Nancy. Thank you so much. Cheers. cheers okay, cheers, sorry cheers again. To, How many cheers, cheers did you do? Mm-hmm. Cheers to thirty. Cheers to more. Cheers to thirty. Greater things for you. Amen. Cheers to less problems in your life. Amen. Cheers to more money. Amen. Yeah. What do you want for thirty? What's your biggest wish for thirty? Ah, that's a good question. That less problem sounds like a good idea, but also more, more, more intelligence to deal with the problems. I love it. Because that's, you don't really pray for less problems. You just pray for more I beg go, Nancy. You just get more Is these problems that actually activate you for the next level? Without these problems, it's like a sling. Like I'm praying for less problems. You have, for you, have to be, you have to be drawn back to be pushed forward. <laughs> Nancy, so no. If you I, don't have those challenges, you're never gonna learn. You're never gonna Nancy, grow. Don't pray, I don't pray for challenges. It's like your muscles. Your muscles has to break for no, it to grow. Friend, if it doesn't like, break, like it doesn't grow. This prayer, I pray for this Yeah, I'm not praying for more problems. I'm saying. Whatever 30 brings, I pray for the mental strength, mm. spiritual strength, physical strength, 
financial strength to be able Very to important. go through them and come out right on top where I belong. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. But yes, we'll pray for more for 30. It's, it's between me and God. I don't know what please. else I want for 30, but I'm just, I'm just happy to be alive and here. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.